This is the Beers and Fears Podcast. Don't you play the movies? Movies don't create cycles. What is going on, Horror Nation? I am your host, Tucker Miller. I'm Rowdy. And this is the Beers and Fears Podcast. I have too many cups. How are you guys doing today? I hope you're doing well, because we are doing fantastic as per usual. So, we've got drinks on deck. Stop it. We sat here before we started recording, and we were sitting here uh, rimming glasses for like a good solid 10, 10 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. We are just sitting here making them ring, just waiting, <laughs> waiting to get yelled at. Yeah, which surprisingly never happened. So um, uh, supposedly Rowdy's first drink of the day is um, some oh. mead from his ale horn. Double fist and boy. And um, if you haven't seen his ale horn, I'm pretty sure it will take most of a bottle of mead. Oh, it, well, like if it's he not fi- even half full. If, if he filled, if he so. yeah, if he filled it up, it it damn near takes an entire bottle. Impressive, unnecessary, but impressive. Shut up! You're just jealous. <laughs> There's no jealousy within me, boy. Uh, other than that, uh, we got some big old glasses of ice water. Yes. Because it's, it's, um, it's intelligent to stay hydrated. And on, other than that, we have our featured beer of the week, which is called Blanche de Namur. It's brewed in Belgium, uh, established in 1858. Blue, no. Wait, hold on. I gotta, I gotta get the condensation off of it. Yellow Melior Bière Blanche du Monde. Yep. It's a wheat beer. Uh, I, ain't, I don't know. It says the world's best wheat beer, and it is. Uh, it got a gold medal at. The stamp is so fucking small. I can't read it. Something beer something 2017 um yeah i can't tell brewed in brasserie de bulk yeah somewhere in belgium uh world beer worlds world's best wheat beer okay so they won an award for it um 4.5 percent alcohol content and of course we're drinking it out of a pint can and uh, there's not much else to it on. I mean, it says like what what it contains, like what what they use to make it. But it's all in whatever the Belgium speak. Uh, Is that German? I think it's a bit German and a bit uh, French. Well, anyways. Um, yeah. Belgish. Belgish. Whatever yeah. the fuck they speak. It's, we don't know. It's all in I think the language of Belgium. And so I can't really say much about it. But what we will do 
<coughs> Mama Sita didn't even clip it this time. Hell yeah. Is we're gonna go ahead and test this beer. Me and Rowdy have both never had this. And so what we're going to do is like fine gentlemen pour it into our tulips. Yeah, uh, yeah they speak uh, French, German, and uh, Dutch actually. So that's probably why the name is French and then half the fucking can is in German. Oh my goodness, that is a... It's much clearer than I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be darker. Yeah, to to achieve a head on it, I had to pour it kind of aggressive. It's very, like... Okay, you know how people say, like... Mine's cloudy. Yeah, mine's cloudy, too. But you know how people say, like, oh, it looks like a glass of piss? This is very weird colored piss. Tell you um, what, tastes good. It's got a very white, um, kind of large bubble head on it. It's it's um it's not it's not a particularly attractive head though. My head's already gone. Yeah, mine is diminishing as I speak. Um Yeah, it's large bubble, kind of unstable. It's not Like it's not like foam. Like it's it's not like a foamy head. Yeah, and the on the plus side, you can kind of revive the head of your drink with just a little bit of swirl in the glass, and it it kind of comes back. But it's not a very stable head. It does not stand up on its own, and uh, it's very large bubble, and so it's not frothy and thick. It's kind of thin. Yeah, and the color, it's like... It, it's like water with a hint of a greenish yellow. Yeah, it looks almost like a mellow yellow color. Yeah. Like, if you took mellow, like half a can of mellow yellow and then water and just yeah. 50-50'd it, that's what it looks like. It's very weird. It smells like wheat beer. It doesn't, say it doesn't really stand out to my nose. Yeah, there's not much special about it. It how is this the world's best? Yeah, uh have you tasted it yet? No, I haven't. Oh, taste it. Actually really good. Hmm. See, to me, this is very lackluster. It's... I mean, it's just a plain It's just beer. a plain Jane wheat beer. And to me, it doesn't have very much going on, like, at all. Like, um, it's kind of... In its flavor, it's kind of one note. Um, you kind of get a little bit of citrusy, kind of like a shock toffee, uh, blue moony. Yeah, but it's very, very it, faint. It's like Blue Moon, but uh, more of a craft brew. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't want to say like it's like a watered down Blue Moon. Oh no! But it's like a lighter version of a Blue Moon. 
I just don't understand why this won beer awards. You are talking to the wrong person. Like, I I really don't. It's not a bad beer by any means. It's just, like, not a lot going on. And honestly, I think this is like the easiest drinking beer I've ever had. Yeah, it's, I'm almost done with it already. Yeah, like normally, I mean, Rowdy sits here and watches me drink beer and it takes me 10 to, it takes me like 10 to 15 minutes to get through a bottle of beer. Yes. Because like, I just like to sip on them. This, I'm drinking down by the mouthful. I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because it's it's almost like drinking water. There's not a lot going on. It's not, it's not very heavily carbonated. It doesn't feel very thick in your mouth. There's no, like, oily feels to it. It just comes and goes. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, yeah, I'm, it's a good beer. Yeah, I mean it's good. I I can't remember what we paid for it, but I think it was standard price, standard tall boy price. Um, Like I drink it more often. This is something that I would definitely um, drink while I was like grilling outside when it's like real hot. It is a hot weather beer. Yeah, and or or if you had a large get together, because I could put a shitload of these back rather quickly. <laughs> that is true. With you know, without sitting there and like feel like you're working at it. Yeah, it doesn't <clears throat> drink it too fast now I'm getting the burps. Yeah, I was gonna um, say I've been putting it back so quick I'm starting to get the burps uh, off of a flat almost flat beer. Yeah, it's definitely a hot weather. This I honestly this beer would probably be really nice in the water. Yeah. I'm like going down the creek. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that, or fishing or something, you know. And it's funny because it's definitely not marketed as like a, uh, like an outdoor beer or. That's not marketed as shit. We yeah, just have I know. to see the can. Saw the can, and it's very a tr- it's a very traditional looking can. It reminds me of a classic, like '60s, '70s style, like. German beer, or in this case, Belgian. Uh, Beer can, yeah. Yeah, and so, I don't know, this is a weird beer. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, by any means. Don't take this as it's a nasty beer, don't buy it. But, it's just odd. Like, I don't know who is giving out these awards, but I think they may have been paid. (laughs) And I don't mean that negatively. It's just like, what were they? Why? I mean, there's not very much uh, you can do with a white wheat beer. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I've had better white wheat beers that are more complex and stuff. I do prefer. uh, I, I I do prefer Blue Moon over this, just because it's more. They they kind of throw a bit more citrus that's not into even... their recipe, and so it's a little bit more citrusy, and it's and it's thicker. I was gonna say it's a. Th- it's got more mouthfeel to it yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's what I was getting yeah. after. Is it's more it's a 
heavy hitter as a mead. Yeah. Or mead as a <laughs> fucking uh, beer. Yeah. As a wheat beer. Yeah, this is very light. It's refreshing. It, t- I mean, it tastes nice. There's just not a lot going on. Nope. And now I'm on my Wildwood Cellars. Yeah, and we've we've reviewed this be- uh, mead before. Uh, he's just drinking the standard sweet mead, and um, yeah, this is the one that's got the the hear ye hear ye speech on it. And twelve percent. It is definitely a sweet beer. Yeah. So I think other than that, we're basically. Done. I mean, I could review my glass of water. It's cold. Is it tap water? Yes. Yeah. I don't mind our tap water. You you make that face it. You already drank a glass of tap water. <laughs> it's, I know. I don't I don't mind our tap water. I I've, I've had de- I've definitely had worse tap water. I've had worse tap water on the same side of town. Yeah. And so I definitely do not complain about the water here. No, it's actually really good. Yeah, so I think uh I think it's time to move on to the movie. And what movie would that be? Friday the 13th. The New Blood. Yep. Part 7, The New Blood. And um, this, by this point in the story, you know, the, the big picture story of Jason Voorhees, this is by far the, the oddest that it's ever gotten. Yes, very um, we've got dead dads, psychic bitches, and resurrected zombie murderers. I don't understand what they were thinking, but... And how they resurrected. This one's so fucking weird. I know. It's literal telekinesis and fucking voodoo. Right. Which brings Jason back. Yeah, it's fucking odd, but whatever. We watched it, and now we're going to talk about it. But first, let's hear an ad from our sponsors. And we are back. So, before we left off, we announced the movie we were watching. Friday the 13th, New Blood. So, this movie starts out with... Young girl named Tina. Uh, outside her house. Mm-hmm. And uh, her parents are fighting. And you hear whap whap, cat cow. Yeah. <laughs> Papa's beating the shit out of his wife. You know, some good old domestic violence. It was okay back then. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, um,. And, of course, you know, Tina's traumatized by this, so she's hiding outside. And, of course, she runs runs down the dock to escape to the boat to hide. Yep, and uh, her dad follows her. And uh, 
she's yelling at him. So she wishes he was dead. Yeah, because he hit mommy. Yeah. And, and you don't hit mommy. Yeah, she wishes he was dead, and the dock starts shaking and collapsing. Mm-hmm. And he proceeds to drown. Yep, which is uh, technically the first kill. Not even by Jason. Yeah. Well, first death. <laughs> I didn't even count that as a kill. But Dude, she fucking marked his ass. She did, unintentionally. Yeah. Because apparently she's a fucking tele... She is. Has I, telekinesis. In, yeah, I was going to say, in the, uh, in the movie they call it psychokinesis. Yeah. Which I'm like... That's not a word. That might be. As far as far as I understand, I don't really think that's a thing. But whatever, I'm like, everything that she's been doing is tele is telekinesis. Made a mistake. Did you? I posted that picture. We're gonna get notifications the rest of the fucking episode. <laughs> that's fine. No well, big deal. If you follow us on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, blow us up while we're recording. No big deal. Uh, Fuck it. Yeah, so her parent or her dad dies, mm-hmm. and then it kind of uh, cuts to the future. Yeah, it's like fifteen years later or some bullshit. I don't know. She's hot and of age now. Yeah. Well, probably not. She's probably like seventeen, eighteen in this <laughs> fucking movie. You know how they do. Yeah. But yeah, um, and her mom and her are driving back. To Crystal Lake. Mm -hmm. To the house where her dad died. Yeah. To basically try to not make her go to the asylum. You good? Yeah, while we were on break, that beer kind of warmed up. Is it not good when it's warmer? It it gets a little bit sour. Like, it it has more... The the tannins kind of come out more, and it's a little more bitter. It caught me sideways because the whole break I hadn't taken a drink of it, and then I just took a drink. Yeah, it's it's bitter now, isn't it? Well, I'm also drinking a very very sweet mead. Yeah, but uh, anyway, back to the fucking movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they you should go. have seen Rowdy's face. He was like, Rawr. had that like sour like. Yeah, it twisted <laughs> in. Yeah, it twisted in ways you can only imagine. Uh, so. They get to the house, and uh, this guy comes out, who is apparently her, like, psychologist, her doctor. Yeah. And uh, he starts trying to make her move a fucking matchbook. Yeah. Long story short, he's not really helping her. He just wants to document. Yeah, her psychokinetic abilities. Yes. Which you find that out throughout the movie. She fucking lights this goddamn matchbook on fire on his desk, though. Yeah. And she runs out to the dock and is, like, talking, like, crying, wishing for her dad to be back, blah, 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 wishing you were back. Yeah, technically, she does not say dad. She just says, I wish you were alive again. Yep, and at that point, bubbles start coming out of Jason's lungs and he breaks the chain that's holding him down in the lake and boom pops up and thus the return of Jason 
Yes. From the depths. And that's really where the movie takes off. Everyone starts fucking dying and shit really, really fucking quick quickly. After that, yeah. Um, you want to move straight into the kill count? Yeah, we can go straight to the kill count, actually. Let me just uh, unlock the phone. Kill number one is uh, Jane, who is Michael's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. They're all going to the like, like neighbors with fucking uh, Tina and her mom and the doctor. It's Michael's birthday, so Jane and Michael are heading to the lake. Uh, car's overheated. Mm-hmm. They start walking. And decide to go through the woods. Yeah, instead of just walking the dirt road the rest of the yeah. way, they decide to cut through the woods. And uh, Jane takes a tent spike mm-hmm. to the back of the throat. Yep. Back of the neck. Uh, Michael's and, off pissing. And uh, Jane, Jane's kill is... um. It's, fa- it's fairly... Um, Low in the practical effects department. Not much work needed on it. There was no penetration or anything. Because so, you see it from the front. And um, mainly all you see is like blood come out of her mouth or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's... Um, more practical lo- lo- Low necessity. Uh, so there's no problems there. Um, yeah, and then she's pinned to the tree when Michael notices her. Yeah. And Jason, obviously. And... He, Jason pulls the tent spike that we took fucking 30 minutes trying to figure out what the fuck it was. Yeah. Took that and then starts kind of walking, you know, your typical Jason walk. Yeah. Towards Michael as he's running away and uh, uses it like a throwing knife. Yeah, and basically, basically bullseyes him yeah, right in the spine. Middle of the spine. You find out later that his throat was also slit. Yes. Afterwards. Um, uh, his kill, same way. Um, low necessity. They did a pretty good job on the practical effects of the tent spike throwing. It didn't. It didn't feel like it was on a wire. I no. mean, it probably was, but um, it didn't like. It didn't seem like it. It seemed like it moved pretty naturally. So. Yeah, um, and then the third death is a false death. It, it, it happens in a, uh, in a what's it, like a foreshadowing, basically. Yeah, in, in a in a psychokinetic episode. Yeah, and it's actually Michael mm-hmm. getting killed. Which now he's getting killed in a very different way. Yes. Like, Jason's like... Tent spike fucking him in the back. And has him lifted. Yeah. Fourth death is Dan. Mm -hmm. Who gets fucking scorpion style punch (laughs) through the back. Yeah. Which we obviously gonna kill him. Fucking uh, Kali Maud his fucking heart out of his chest. Yeah, either that or uh, Kung Pao enter the fist. Yeah. When he punches the cylinder out of his stomach. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those moments. There's a giant hole in his back. Uh, practical effects li- wise, for the time, looks pretty good. 
It looks I mean, all right. I, for what it was, yes. Yeah. I don't know how they've no, been able to do that with yeah. an actual actor. Yeah, no real complaints there. Because there, there was no camera change or anything no. like that. So it, it looked pretty decent. Um, number... Oh, his, also his neck was snapped afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and broke it. Necks broke, yeah. Uh, number five is, uh, I can't remember her name, but it's one of everybody's favorite yeah <laughs> jason kills and that would be the sleeping bag yeah this Bitch is an fucking I... stuffed into her sleeping bag she's already in it he just yeah. you know shoves her down and fucking yeah ruck sacks it yeah ruck sacks her and then fucking just bashes her into a tree yeah this is an iconic jason Voorhees moment mainly well simply because of the trivia well the trivia because after he uh afterwards you come come to find out that um that scene wasn't quite supposed to go that way and because the actor playing jason got so pissed off that that was the reason such force was emanated through that sleeping bag into that tree. But yeah, the <laughs> best. Honestly, probably my favorite Jason kill mm-hmm. is this one. Either that or when he folds the uh, folds the bed. Oh yeah, those two are. It's just like wow. Yeah, yeah, those uh, are good. Yeah, so sleeping bag is your fifth bet. And then number six, Russell gets his face caved in with an axe because Jason straight up takes a fucking golf swing. Yeah. <laughs> Square in the fucking face. Yeah, it hits him like it's a goddamn driver. As Russell's half naked because he's about to go skinny dipping with his girlfriend, who is the next kill. Mm-hmm. So kill seven, Sandra, I believe is her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just gets drowned. Yeah, she has a really, really simple death. Uh, Jason more or less just uh, pulls her under. Yeah. Um, Ta-da. A lot of underwater scenes of her naked ass. Oh, my God. Um, First boobies of the movie. And almost almost first coochie of the entire series. Uh, I I believe there was another one earlier. Full bush. Yeah, but they weren't just showing bush. They were... Her, about went up her, butt. her goodies were almost uh, hardcore exposed. Like this, about turned into a porno. Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So she gets drowned out. and then drug out of the water. Yeah. That's basically um, it. You don't see her again, actually. Uh, you do. You see her at the end of the movie, where all the bodies are piled up, where Jason was basically stowing the bodies. She's the the blonde naked body on the ground. I totally fucking missed that. Yeah. Um. Kill eight is uh, I don't know her name either. She gets told that she needs to like switch up her look to get with the stoner dude. Yeah. Uh. Wall gets bashed in behind her, and she gets fucking cut with a hand like a hand saw. Yeah, she appears to be bisected. Uh, a hook slide. That kill is off screen. Obviously, she dies. 
But yeah. Um, the next time you see her, she's pinned to a tree with a bunch of nails. Yep. And um, that's all you see. Uh, then kill nine is Ben, who is mm-hmm. having sex with his girlfriend, Kate. Uh, they think Michael finally showed up because Jason's outside their van. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jason just crushes his skull. Yeah, he does the good old ah. JV squeeze. Yep. Um, and then Kate proceeds to stick her head out the window, the driver's side window. Really creative kill. Because mm-hmm. they're all ready for a party. Jason fucking shoves a party horn straight through her fucking eye. Yeah, and uh, and it's funny because as he's stabbing it in, it slightly makes a like honky uh-huh. noise. <laughs> And so it's a it's like a, a quite beautiful moment. <laughs> um kill 11 on my take 12 if you count the dad at the beginning. Yeah. Uh is the stoner. I can't remember his name. It's Ned or fucking It was it was Eddie. I thought Eddie was the nerd. Oh, the stoner. The stoner. Oh, oh okay. The the greaser guy. Yeah. I yeah, they they his say name. his name like oh, one time. Was it David? David? They say it one time when they're like introducing everyone, and that's the last time anyone yeah. says it. I, it's David. That's the only one that I don't have. Okay, then yeah, um, David definitely. David, stoned as fuck, just got laid, decides to go get some munchies, mm-hmm. and gets a chef's knife, plunged through. The world's largest chef knife I have ever seen. Yes, it is a fucking giant. Put, puts Michael Myers' blade to shame. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he gets that shoved through um, his uh, jugular. Oh, no, not his jugular. His gullet. His gut. Yeah. Yep. Uh, from the back. Mm-hmm. And then number 12 is... Eddie, who just got basically uh, blue balled. Yeah. Like, hard fucking core. Yeah, because Melissa's a cunt. Yes, and he is downstairs opening all Michael's fucking birthday presents. Yeah. Calls Melissa a cunt. Literally. Yeah. Or a bitch or whatever. As she's behind him trying to sneak out. And, uh, yeah, he takes the same chef's knife. To the jugular. Yeah. Uh, then somebody gets tossed out the fucking window. Yeah, I cannot remember her name for the life of me. Uh, me either. It's the uh, chick that the stoner slept with. Yeah. Yeah, she gets booted out the yeah, window. Yeah, she just gets straight yeeted out the window. Um, and it's funny because when you see her die, it's so lame because her body's just like, yep. it just, it Bounces. just, it just lands on the ground and you're like, at the speed she's falling, like you, you're like, it's safe to assume she's fucking fine. She's going to dust off and just walk away. Yeah. But no, she's dead. Yep, she's, <laughs> she's just dead. She's gonzo. <laughs> um, and then that's when the doctor and Tina's mom. Mm-hmm. book it into the woods because Tina fucking like steals the car and shit and 
the doctor pretty much uses Tina's mom as a human shield. Yeah. With like the fucking pole saw. And she gets off camera we, gutted. Which it's funny because this pole saw no longer has teeth. It's just sharpened like a short Naginata. Like it's just a, a, yeah. a sharpened blade at the end. At, at the end of a fucking pole. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not quite a saw anymore. It's just another implement Jason will kill you with. Yep, yeah, pretty much. And uh, Doctor runs into Tina. Mm-hmm. She runs off after he tells her her mom's dead. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And at that time you hear a little fucking two-stroke fire up. And it's Jason who has a fucking weed eater with the saw blade attachment. Yeah. And uh, Doctor gets chased. Yeah. Your, Your typical horror movie chase scene. And then the engine dies. And Doctor's like, trying to catch his breath yeah he kind of thinks he's got a moment of uh salvation yep and you see the fucking weed eater fucking come into scene and then jason who promptly punches the doctor down the hill and then just flawlessly starts it up first First, pull and you're just like that's a real bad yep (laughs) and then uh promptly cuts him in half yeah with a fucking weed eater yeah and um this is kind of the moment you realize that um, somewhere Jason just has a, a local tool shed that he's just running back and forth to get new weapons to kill yeah, people no with. Oh shit. <laughs> like, this is like the fifth fucking weapon. And, and he's just like somehow running back and forth just to kill each one of these people with something different. Yeah. It's quite amusing. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I totally forgot about the fucking weed whacker. Yeah, it's like until I heard of. Oh yeah. It's like. Yeah. Um. After that, kill sixteen. Melissa, who is now sneaking around at Tina's house, gets caught by Nick. Yeah. And. They're trying to, Nick and Tina are trying to beg her to stay. Which Nick almost smokes her with, with, with a, with a 1911. Yeah. Because she pops out of nowhere when he's on edge and he's like. Whoa. Yeah. Straight up about fucking caps her ass. Yeah. He, but uh, Tina and him are trying to get her to stay because they know what the fuck's going on. She has no fucking clue. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, yeah, because fuck that. Fuck both of you. And opens the door to Jason, who is standing right there, who just brings a fucking axe. Yeah, right down on her face. Right onto her forehead. And then throws her behind the TV. Yep. And then you get the whole fight scene, and uh, Jason gets unmasked. Hung. Yeah, because, like... She uh, squeezes... Well, she... it's like she's squeezing the mask um, straps or vice versa. She's expanding she's expanding his, his head. head. <laughs> Either way, the mask is basically crushing Jason's skull. Yeah. In which it breaks like down the middle. Around, yeah, and he turns around. It breaks. 
Ta-da, face reveal. He's an ugly bastard. Yes. Still an ugly bastard. She hangs him with a fucking light, uh, electrical cord from the light. Yeah. That she broke over his head. Of course, with all of her telekinesis this whole time. Yeah. And then, uh, more fight scene. They think they're fine. Uh, Nick and Tina are on the dock. Boom, Jason shows right back up. Mm-hmm. A- after he's been burnt. Yeah, yeah, because when she hangs him, she opens up the floor and drops him into the basement. He, uh, broke it and he fell through. Yeah, and so, um... So then she uses her telekinesis to spray gasoline all over him. And herself. And somehow uses telekinesis to control fire? Flame. Yeah. Um, and makes the fire in the furnace shoot out. Uh, yeah. Like like as if it's a flamethrower. Yeah, misses him the first time. Just lights all yeah. the newspapers that she has also soaked in gasoline. Yeah. And, and then it, gets him the second time. And then absolutely torches him, which, of course, most of his clothes have burned away now, so you get to see all the the nice bodysuit that they made for the actor playing Jason. Yes. And, uh, yeah, Tina and Nick run to the dock, dive, because expo- the house fucking just explodes. Which is a very, very, very good explosion. It was very violent. Yeah, the whole house leveled in an instant. It was, and it's dark, and you can't typically see shockwaves, but you can see the shockwave. Yeah. From the explosion. It, it was. It was intense. I think they went a little overboard. I think they did. It was awesome. Yep. Because it literally 100% levels this house to the foundation. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, a there's no there, house there, no, left. There's a crater. Yeah, there crater. is no house left. Um, yeah, and so you get kind of a little fight scene. Mm-hmm. Jason basically knocks Nick out and tosses him into the boat that's at the end of the dock and uh, tosses Tina mm-hmm. up closer to shore, starts walking towards her, and uh, pretty much resurrects her dad for a split second. Who ties a chain. Yeah, who back. comes back with the chain from the depths. Yep. And uh, pulls Jason down below. And that's pretty well fucking it as far as... Well, that is it for the kills. Yeah, So, and the final mystery kill is Jason. Yeah. Which, I mean, he dies, but he's like immortal, so whatever. He dies for now. Yeah, for now. Uh, Until the next thing electrocutes him back to life. Yeah, or fucking whatever bitch wishes him alive again. Boobies. We are finally back to a movie that has boobies. Oh my god. It seems like every single cast member has a sex scene in this movie. There are three different couples that have sex. Multiple times. Yes. And so, this movie's basically a softcore porn. Yes. Um, Yes. So... I don't know what the fuck they were thinking when it comes to the whole telekinesis and shit. Like, yeah, uh, I don't care for it, but hey, it's whatever. I mean, I guess obviously it fucking sold because they made another one. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I guess. Um, 
This movie is so goddamn convoluted. Uh, yeah. Who was like, I'm gonna make this bitch like magic have like mind powers. She's like she's like Charles Xavier and Jean Grey if they like melded Fuck. their powers together. Fucked and had a kid. And so what what exactly we're gonna do? She's just gonna like use her mind powers to resurrect Jason unknowingly. And I want to know the the person that he told this to that didn't go get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could do without the telekinesis, fucking magic bullshit. Yeah, I mean the entire final fight was her just using telekinesis and throwing shit at him. Yeah, it got old, and there was this whole oh Jason's defeated, and he's back like six times. Pretty much, yeah. Like, you're like, by the end of it, you're like, oh, he's going to come back out of the water. <laughs> like, Pretty much, you yeah. just expect him to not be dead. Which kind of kills the element of surprise. Like, the first time you're like, oh, he's not dead. Oh, my God. By the fifth time, you're just like, can oh. you just fucking die already? Like, this is boring. Yeah. Like, you've reached your uh, time span in this movie. Yeah. Die so we can get another one. Yeah, it's it's kind of disappointing. Uh, what'd you think about the effects? Uh, the, there weren't really very many. Actually, I don't think there were any lightning effects in this one. Oh, actually. yes, there were. Lightning. Yeah. Was there? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you see it through cracks in the wall because the girl who... Um, get scythed yes light uh, lightning strikes while jason's in there and so you basically only see like a sliver and clearly they just went back to blue flashlights and generic lightning sound number five well that doesn't surprise me it's whatever I'm pretty sure it's the only one in the entire movie you're like oh yeah just random lightning just right there It wasn't lightning, but effect that fucking was terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was in the same fucking scene, the barn, like, shit mm-hmm. scene, when you first see the side of his face. Oh, and the teeth? How fucking terrible it was, because it literally, his teeth were flush with the mask. Yeah, and you can see the, um... Like his molars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they were flush with yeah, his mask. They didn't like extend his face out or anything. And so as as if his teeth were on the outside of his cheek. Yeah. Which they I mean of course they were, they were but, but it, it literally looked like they were uh covering the broken part of the mask, honestly. Yeah, and I feel I feel like that that piece of uh, mask wasn't like it wasn't the hero prosthetic I feel like that wasn't supposed to be zoomed in on and they did I feel I, I don't know it's just because because like when he's un- only s- well when he's unmasked it looks pretty good yeah 
Oh yeah, for sure. And so I'm I'm thinking that they weren't intending for that one to be like up close. I feel like that one was supposed to like we use this for like the dark shots and stuff like that. All I know is that it was fucking terrible, and it that was, was the fucking only thing I saw. Yeah, right yeah, because we both looked at each other and we're like, really? You're like, oh, no, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like you don't fucked up there, but yeah. Um. Luckily, they didn't do the weird um, head squeeze face, you know, bulging out no, animation. They just showed him as if, like, started, well, whenever, whenever uh, Ben, yeah, yeah, Ben gets a skull crush, it was just blood. Didn't yeah. fucking, like, crush his skull. It was just yeah. blood. When Jason gets his head squeezed. You see, like, the straps of the mask, we, like, cutting yeah, into his and then, flesh like, and, like, pus and shit. and nastiness is coming out of yeah, his Yeah, they got chocolate pudding coming out and shit. Yeah. I, I'm just happy that, for once, they didn't do the, like, eyes cheap, cheap rubber mask, eyes bulging out thing. Eh. I always thought it what's, was so what's lame. That pink, uh, <coughs> pink rubber squeeze, like, stress squeezer that... Yeah, squeeze it in I know the what you're talking about. The eyes. Yeah, yeah, they didn't pull one of those. Yeah, because that's almost what they universally used back then, yeah. and it's so bad. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look realistic. Uh, the party horn, that one could have looked a little better. Yeah, but it wasn't bad by any means. And it was you didn't get too many. Uh close-ups i think you get two kind of close-ups yeah and i mean you could definitely tell that like it's it's on screen for like 10 frames so yeah <laughs> it's uh, not a big deal just trying to think of um yeah all the other ones pretty great actually. yeah uh jason's body prosthetic looked pretty good in parts like his knees his knees were like rotted away, and they it's actually fine. moved like joints. And it, it the whoever made that was proud of their shit. Uh, the spine, you don't really see it, yeah. But once in the movie, that was sick. I love I love this uh, version of Jason. Other than his face, I fucking hate. Hey. Yeah. His face. Me too. And it's not because, oh, it's like half rotted away. It's because. The nose is gone. His his like the fronts of his lips are gone, so you see his teeth, and his he just looks like he has no- buck teeth and his, stuff. Yeah, his teeth, or his lips are gone. His nose has gone up to the fucking bridge. Yeah. He, it just doesn't look good to me. Yeah. One eye is basically fucking like scarred shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that. not it's not fantastic by any means. The now the execution of it, the skill was there. It looks good. The it, sculpt itself, yes. Yeah, it just for Jason Voorhees, it, it does not. Nope, it doesn't fit. Yeah, I'm uh, like, oh, you guys hired the wrong artist. Skilled artist, just they, wrong vision. I hate that they didn't blend the mask around uh, the eye. Yeah. When he's in the basement. Because you can clearly see the fucking line where the yeah. mask ends. Other than that, I mean, good mask. Yeah, e- especially, I agree. Especially that one. Yeah. That mask itself is good. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so, with all that being said, one to ten, how many not pole saw pole saws? I'm gonna give this movie four pole saw not pole saws. I can agree with that, honestly. The story alone just kind of ruins it. This is kind of like the whole Halloween thing with the psychic chick. Or Halloween 3. I mean... Jason, or Jason, whatever, (laughs) fucking Mike Myers doesn't even fucking appear. Yeah, just like, you just can tell that they're like, "Mm, let's just bring some more supernatural shit in. Yeah, being how they already fucking... Because they're like, we killed off our, we killed off our villain. How do we bring him back? Like, we've already brought him back with a lightning rod. Yep. Well, now we tied him to the bottom of the fucking lake. What do we do? They're like, ah, fuck it. Just have a bitch wish him back. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's lazy. Just because of that. It is a lazy way to bring Jason back. Granted, I'm sure the fucking writers had to work their ass off to make it fucking make sense. Yeah. But doesn't make sense no it doesn't like i mean there's no like continuity errors really or anything but it's just dumb it doesn't make sense how the fuck why is this bitch fucking telekinetic because literally she kills her dad in the very first scene using telekinesis yeah or psychokinesis whatever the fuck they call it yeah no i totally agree this is not gonna get above a five no, never. Never, ever, ever. No. Still not as bad as Jason Goes to Hell. Unfortunately, I think I could argue that, but that's okay. No. Yikes. <laughs> if you guys have a differing opinion, or if you want to bitch with us about this movie, yep. you can always you can always send us a good old-fashioned email. That's Beers and Fears podcast at gmail.com let us know what you thought about friday the 13th part 7 the new blood yeah if you don't want to type out a long ass email bitching just hop down into the show notes and hit our uh, voice messaging yeah voice messaging is super cool because you guys can reply to us in real time and um, we can also use those voice messages in our podcast so that we can do uh, answers and you can hear your own voice on our show. Yeah, we can do the whole mic FN fucking ad yeah. breaks if we wanted to. <laughs> uh, if you go into the show notes, you'll also see a link to listener support. Mm-hmm. Listener support is a quick and easy way for you to help us out whether it be improving the podcast spending more time on the podcast what have you donate a lot donate a little if you don't want to donate at all that's perfectly fine but if you want to help out you can always go to your favorite podcatcher and rate and review us yeah rating and reviewing us is um the freest and easiest way to help us out because the the more reviews we get, the higher in the search results we appear. Yes. That shit so is. So lonely little horror nation kids can find us. Yes. 
uh, five star ratings. That shit is like gold to people mm-hmm. like Apple and Spotify. Yeah, they and love that shit. Five star ratings, fucking gold. Yeah. Uh, once you're done helping us out monetarily, you can hop on over to our Facebook page, send us, give us a like and a follow. It's Beers and Fears podcast as per usual. And then you can scroll down a little bit of ways and go join our community group, which is the Beers and Fears podcast community. And uh, that's where you can hang out, shoot the shit with other listeners, post dank memes and all sorts of other fun stuff. On that community page, you have to answer the questions mm-hmm. answer the questions you'll get in easy as that on the business page though we still are doing a giveaway mm-hmm. as soon as we hit 125 likes we will announce what that is mm-hmm. when it hits 150 likes we will pick a winner and it will be just like any of your other facebook giveaways where you have to like share comment three people whatever mm-hmm but as soon as you guys hit 150 likes, that's when we will give it away. Yeah, and uh, it's a super cool and um, one-of-a-kind one of kind object, and uh, it's something that you can actually use. So that's always exciting. Uh, if you're not into Facebook, you can always hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, which is at Beers and Fears Podcast. Podcast. And um, on Twitter, you can get updates to the podcast and stuff like that so it'll keep you in the know and on instagram you get all sorts of behind the scenes bullshit yeah that is for sure stupid pictures funny pictures pictures of places we're going and stuff like that Um, and uh if you guys are interested in uh horror merch Go check our friends out over at HorrorMerchStore.com. Mm-hmm. Use our reference reference link, which is HorrorMerchStore.com, question mark, R-E-F equals 113. Mm-hmm. That is H-O-R-R-O-R-M-E-R-C-H-S-T-O-R-E.com, question mark, R-E-F equals 113. Using that link, you guys can help out the podcast. Um, even just by visiting. Yes. Um, Horror Merch Store carries very awesome and very exclusive items. As in, um, they have uh, vinyl prints. Uh, Pop figures, yeah. props, masks, posters. Uh, action figures. Yes. They yeah. have all sorts of movie shit. memorabilia. Um, and like Tucker just said, they have tons of exclusive shit. Whether it be yeah. one off prints for t shirts or Funko Pops Funko that you can Pops. find literally nowhere else. So that avid collector in your family, you can get them an amazing gift. But yeah, if you use our um, our affiliate link com question mark ref equals 113 you can help the podcast out while searching for the shit you wanted anyway yep and it's no extra cost to you no and it's um a super fantastic website great customer service and uh you can literally find anything you could possibly be looking for horror wise on that website yes 
And uh, I think that wraps up all our stupid ass shilling. Um, on that note, I've been Tucker. I've been Rowdy. And this has been the Beers and Fears podcast. Catch you next week.